Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes. But let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Tonight, new details after six fighter jets intercepted a private plane flying in restricted D.C. airspace. The pilot of that Cessna slumped over and unresponsive. The mystery, what could have happened? Here are tonight's headlines. The tragic ending for four people on board after a small plane crashes. The investigation underway. We're on the scene. Investigators have been scouring the wreckage, trying to figure out why the pilot was unresponsive. Attorneys for former President Donald Trump meet with top federal officials at the Justice Department. It almost always means an indictment is imminent. Rising tensions between the United States and China highlighted in two recent close calls. A Chinese warship crossed in front of an American destroyer in the Taiwan Strait. It won't be long before somebody gets hurt. New fighting around the eastern city of Bakhmut, and Russia is claiming to have repelled a large Ukrainian attack in the eastern part of the country. Apple's big product announcement and vision for the future. All the new details, including the big price tag. This is a day that's been years in the making. Bye, love you. Child care in America. What can be done to bring down the rising cost of child care? I was struggling to pay everything else. Roseng is here, and she is here to stay in her first start as a professional. She wins the Mizuho America's Open. This is just amazing. Hope you guys enjoy the show. (laughs) 
Good evening and thank you for joining us as we start a new week together. We want to begin tonight with the sonic boom that shook the ground and frightened residents across the Washington, D.C. area on Sunday. The military scrambled six F-16 fighter jets to intercept an unresponsive plane that had entered restricted airspace over the nation's capital. President Biden was not at the White House at the time. The small plane eventually crashed in a rural wooded area in western Virginia. NTSB investigators are on the scene, but they say it could take several days to collect all the evidence. Four people were killed. CBS News has learned the victims included 49-year-old Adina Azarian, her two-year-old daughter, their nanny, and the pilot. The U.S. Capitol complex was placed on an elevated alert. CBS's Jeff Begays will start us off tonight from near the crash site in Greenville, Virginia. Good evening, Jeff. And Nora, we're getting new information tonight from the FAA. FAA officials tell us that air traffic controllers lost contact with that small plane about 14 minutes into the flight. That flight came to an end here. You see this hilly terrain behind me. You can imagine how treacherous it is for investigators who are out here trying to sift through the wreckage. But getting to the wreckage is a problem all unto itself. The wreckage is about a mile and a half out, but it takes about three and a half hours to hike there. From above, a large crater scars the terrain where the Cessna plane crashed. Today, the NTSB was at the scene looking for evidence. Basically, everything is on the table until we slowly and methodically remove different components and elements that will be relevant for this, for this safety investigation. The plane took off in Tennessee yesterday afternoon, flying to Long Island, New York at 34,000 feet, where it made a U-turn. A half hour later, six F-16 fighter jets intercepted the plane as it illegally breached Washington's airspace, crashing minutes later. National Guard fighter on guard. If you hear this transmission, contact us on 121.5. The pilot did not respond to repeated calls from air traffic controllers and flares from the fighter jets. CBS News has learned that one of the F-16 pilots saw the Cessna pilot slumped over and unresponsive. The sonic boom of the jets breaking the sound barrier startled millions around the Capitol. Robert Sumwald, a former chairman of the NTSB, says the plane's cabin may have lost pressure. The pilots become hypoxic, meaning, of course, lack of oxygen. They fall asleep, as do the passengers. And then they, um, because of lack of oxygen, they, they perish. John Rumpel, who owned the plane, said that his daughter, Adina Azarian, along with her two-year-old, her nanny, and the pilot were on the plane. On Facebook, Barbara Rumpel posted a photo and wrote about losing her daughter and granddaughter, saying, quote, My family is gone. The primary objective now for investigators is trying to figure out why that plane went off course. Of course, in investigations like this, the NTSB relies on black boxes, the voice data recorder. Uh, but they're not sure whether this plane had one. It wasn't required to have one. Also, the NTSB says it should have a report later on this month as it tries to figure out what went wrong. Nora. So many questions, Jeff Begays. Thank you. Now to the political drama unfolding here in Washington, first reported by CBS News. Attorneys for former President Donald Trump met with Justice Department officials this morning. The meeting lasted just under two hours. Here's CBS's Robert Costa. 
former President Donald Trump's attorneys argued privately to Justice Department officials today that no charges should be brought against Trump in the case involving classified documents, citing unfair treatment by special counsel Jack Smith. This is kind of the last page in the defense attorney's playbook to avoid indictment. It's usually not successful but it almost always means an indictment is imminent. Trump has denied doing anything wrong. All I know is this, everything I did was right. Sources say a charging decision in the case is imminent and comes as the 2024 race is heating up. Trump's own former vice president, Mike Pence, filed his candidacy days after taking aim at Trump for praising North Korean leader Kim Jong-un and Russian President Vladimir Putin. No one should be praising the dictator in North Korea, or, or praising uh, the, uh, the, the, the leader of Russia. With former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie and North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum also set to join the race this week, Republican candidates are seeking a breakthrough. Former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley took a swipe at Florida Governor Ron DeSantis for picking a fight with Disney after they opposed his so-called don't say gay bill. Because they went and criticized him, now he's going to spend taxpayer dollars on a lawsuit. It's just like all this vendetta stuff, we've been down that road. DeSantis called the attack bizarre and focused his attention on Trump, whom he trails by double-digit margins. I think that there's a lot of voters who just aren't going to vote for him. I think that it's right for us to bring new people into the party. On that meeting at the Justice Department, CBS News has learned that special counsel Jack Smith was there, underscoring the seriousness of the discussion. Smith has not spoken publicly about the case, but has been moving aggressively behind the scenes to secure testimony from dozens of people close to the former president. Nora. An important development. Robert Costa, thank you so much. Well, tonight, tensions remain high between the United States and China following yet another close call between the nation's two high-powered militaries. CBS's David Martin reports the latest incident took place in the Taiwan Strait between a Chinese warship and a U.S. destroyer. A Chinese warship cuts across the bow of an American destroyer in the Taiwan Strait. The Pentagon says the Chinese ship came within 150 yards of the U.S. ship, which had to cut its speed to avoid a collision. This is just part, uh, again, of a growing aggressiveness by the PRC that we're, that we're dealing with. The incident with the PRC, People's Republic of China, was witnessed by a Canadian ship trailing the American destroyer. It happened while Defense Secretary Austin was attending an international conference in Singapore. That's, uh, that's extremely dangerous. So, you know, I, I call upon uh, the PRC's leadership to, to really do the right things, to rein in that kind of uh, conduct. But when he tried to meet with the Chinese defense minister, all he got was a handshake and a speech vowing to use force against anyone who tries to come between China and Taiwan. Eleven days ago, a Chinese jet cut across the nose of a U.S. reconnaissance plane over the South China Sea jostling the crew with its wake. In December, another Chinese jet intercepted this electronic surveillance plane, and the American crew had to change course to avoid a midair when the Chinese plane came within 20 feet. When you have pieces of metal that size, whether it's in the air or on the sea, and they're operating that close together, uh, it wouldn't take much for an error in judgment or a mistake to get made, and somebody could get hurt. In his speech at the Singapore conference, the Chinese defense minister accused the U.S. of a Cold War mentality and said relations between the two countries are at a record low. Nora? 
David Martin at the Pentagon. Thank you. Now to the site of the partially collapsed apartment building in Davenport, Iowa. Today, authorities say the bodies of three men who had been missing since last week's collapse have all been recovered. No one else is believed to be missing. This is one of the injured residents has filed a lawsuit against the city and the building's current and former owners, alleging they knew of the building's conditions and failed to warn residents. Turning overseas to the war in Ukraine, there are signs tonight that Ukrainian forces may have begun their much-anticipated spring offensive to take back territory seized by the Russians. The fighting is mostly taking place in eastern Ukraine, and CBS's Deborah Pata is there. Russia's Ministry of Defense claims this video shows its troops repelling a major Ukrainian advance in the eastern Donetsk region. We can't verify this, and Kiev's denied it, doing its best to keep the Kremlin off balance, sending mixed signals instead. The latest was this. A video with the tagline, Plans Love Silence, where Ukrainian soldiers are seen urging operational secrecy around any talk of a counteroffensive. But just 10 days ago, a different video showed ground troops preparing for battle, armed with Western weapons under the banner. It's time to take back what is ours. What Kiev will say is that Ukrainian forces have advanced once again on Bakhmut and retaken territory on the outskirts of the city. While just across the border in Russia, a new front line has opened up. Anti-Kremlin militia backed by Ukraine have stepped up attacks on villages in the Belgorod region. Kiev's silence on its counteroffensive has not stopped intense speculation over whether it's officially begun. What we do know is that its troops are intensifying operations on the eastern front line, possibly looking for Russian weaknesses, and Ukraine's defense ministry describes this Nora as moving into offensive actions in some areas. Deborah Pata there in Ukraine, thank you. The tech world was a buzz today ahead of Apple's move, jumping into the world of virtual reality. CBS's Carter Evans takes a closer look at its Vision Pro headset and whether it can succeed where others have failed. This is a day that's been years in the making. Apple's Vision Pro headset is essentially a wearable computer. It's the first Apple product you look through and not at. It can be used as a virtual desktop or even a giant movie screen. The only controllers are your eyes, voice, and hands. You can see, hear, and interact with digital content just like it's in your physical space. The starting price, $3,500, several times more than its closest competitors. When you're trying to convince people to wear a computer literally on their face, I think that it can be a much more challenging sell. Other VR headsets have had mixed results. Facebook, now Meta, introduced its first model years ago, and its Metaverse is still sparsely populated. Apple's not targeting families with this just yet. Right now, developers, because developers ultimately need to build the applications and the use cases. This is really the appetizer before the main entree. Now, Apple says it's not going to release its Vision Pro until early next year. That'll give developers plenty of time to come up with some apps for it. The question is, as prices begin to come down over the years, do people even want or need it? Well, Nora, a lot of people ask that question about a phone with no keyboard back in 2007.
I remember. Well, Carter Evans, thank you so much. We want to turn now to the growing child care crisis in America. It is a problem not just for parents, but the country. A recent study reveals the economy loses $122 billion a year because of lost earnings, productivity, and taxes. CBS's Meg Oliver goes in-depth with One Mother's Journey. I start my day between 4.30 and 5. Amelia Emanuel is like so many single mothers. Other foot, I am a single parent. I kind of explained to her, like, we have to share the responsibilities in the morning. You got the other side? It gets really difficult. There's packet before. Just because I can move fast, she can't move fast. Yeah, all right. The 33-year-old working mom and college student commutes an hour every morning. We normally take a bus. And we go on the train. I walk her to school. Eliana, can I please hang it up? So her four-year-old daughter, Eliana, can go to this daycare on the south side of Boston. If you don't have childcare, then you now have to stay home. If you have to stay home, then you can't work. If you can't work, you have no income. If you have no income, you can't give back to the community. Emmanuel applied for a low-income voucher through the state of Massachusetts. Now, instead of paying $250 a week for daycare, she pays $11.35 because I was struggling to pay everything else. The list takes over a year before you can even get a voucher. There's thousands of children on the wait list, and I was getting a little scared because I knew I was going to be a single mom, so I knew I needed to jump back into work. Massachusetts leads the country with the most expensive child care among all 50 states. For an average family with an infant, it's pricier than some colleges at more than 20000 a year. Here at Elise Early Learning, they have 250 children enrolled. Two-thirds receive subsidies, and they have more than 900 families on a wait list. As soon as I got the voucher, I knew exactly what locations I wanted my daughter to be in. Not every location in the better neighborhoods will accept your voucher. Think about some of the things that we saw today. We really want to see Congress invest in child care. Michelle McGreedy works for the national nonprofit Child Care Aware of America. They're urging Congress to pass the Child Care for Working Families Act. What the Child Care for Working Families Act does is make sure that no family pays more than 7% of their income towards child care. Where are we going? And for families like Emmanuel's, who make less than 85% of the state's median income, they wouldn't have to pay for daycare at all. Meg Oliver, CBS News, Boston. And tomorrow we'll continue with our part two of our series with a focus on the struggle to even find child care. We'll take a look at what one group of mothers is doing to help solve the problem. Wildfires continue to rage tonight across eastern Canada, and we're feeling the effects right here in the U.S. So far this year, more than 8 million acres have burned, mostly in the provinces of Quebec and Nova Scotia. Smoke is drifting south, prompting air quality alerts in parts of Minnesota, Michigan, and Wisconsin. Tomorrow, dangerous air is expected in the northeast. There's news tonight about one of the most notorious spies in American history. That story next. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before 
where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Robert Hansen once called the most damaging spy in FBI history for selling national security secrets to Russia, died today in a Colorado prison. Officials say Hansen was found unresponsive in his cell and he couldn't be saved. Hansen pleaded guilty more than 20 years ago to 15 counts of espionage after raking in nearly $1.5 million in cash and diamonds. He was 79. Britain's Prince Harry prepares to do something a royal hasn't done in over 100 years. That's next. Prince Harry is set to testify in a London courtroom tomorrow, becoming the first member of the royal family to do so since the 1890s. The prince was a no-show for day one of his trial against the publisher of the Daily Mirror, and the judge was not happy. A lawyer explained that the prince was in Los Angeles on Sunday for the second birthday of his daughter, Lilibet. The prince has sued several tabloid publishers, claiming they illegally spied on him. A golf phenom makes history on the LPGA Tour. We'll tell you how. That's next. Looking to instantly upgrade your Mother's Day gift from typical to meaningful? Shop Etsy. Get up to 30% off well-crafted and personalized gifts from participating shops until May 12th. This year, embrace your creative side. You know, the side your mom gave you? And shop Etsy for custom jewelry, style pieces, home decor, and extra special items she'll adore. Need something original and affordable for Mother's Day? Etsy has it. Shop until May 12th for up to 30% off gifts for mom. Terms apply. Rakuten's Big Give Week is back with 15% cash back. It's a festival of savings at hundreds of stores, including Doc Martens, Ninja Kitchen, and Hotels.com. Prep for summer and save big on beauty, travel, electronics, and more. It's one of Rakuten's biggest cashback events, and it's on May 6th through May 13th. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cashback boost. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app today. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. We want to end tonight with some history because history was made this weekend on the LPGA Tour thanks to rookie sensation Rose Zhang. A week after turning pro, the two-time NCAA champion became the first woman in 72 years to win her first professional tournament at the Mizuho Americans, America's Open. I'm so blessed. Um, I feel like I've been given this platform um, to try to do the best that I can, be an influence to younger generations. The former Stanford star received congratulations from fellow Cardinal Tiger Woods. So how will the golf superstar celebrate? She said she's returning to college 
for finals. It was an impressive victory and fun to watch. Congratulations, Rose. And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Get one of the most successful broadcasts in television history on your schedule with the 60 Minutes podcast. Hard-hitting investigative reports, news and culture maker interviews and in-depth profiles are waiting for you in every episode. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus.